Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. I have a huge, huge favor to ask of you, my friends. If you haven't already, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave an honest review on the podcast app that you are listening to me on. You guys, this is kind of embarrassing, but I only have 13 reviews. That's it. Y'all can do better than that. (laughs) Please help me. (laughs) But for reals, it's a huge help in that it helps us show up higher in the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people just like you. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And and I just might give you a shout out on the next episode like Amanda here. Amanda says, love this podcast. I love Kisa's approach to food and cravings. This is exactly what I've been looking for when it comes to changing my thoughts around food. Thank you, Kisa. And thank you, Amanda, for this amazing review. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, my friends, on to our topic for this episode. Today, I am talking about stress. Is stress causing your cravings? I know you can probably feel yourself tensing up just by hearing the word stress, right? It's an icky, it's kind of like an icky, we're like, ooh, stress. Stress is something that we try and stay away from and that we typically think is bad. I know that for years, I've been told to reduce my stress for overall health and to help maintain a healthy weight. Like it's it's out there, right? The message is out there. Reduce your stress, reduce your stress. We've been told by healthcare professionals, um, psychologists and therapists to reduce our stress. That stress is bad for our body. And if we have too much of it, it can cause negative health effects. But I am going to challenge this viewpoint today. Like I like to challenge so much on this podcast. That's what I love about this podcast. I get to say whatever I want because it's my podcast. (laughs) But really, it is to help you, my friends. It's not just for me to say whatever I want. It is for me to help you challenge the norm, right? The norm that is not working for you, okay? So we are going to challenge this viewpoint that we must reduce our stress. We must decrease our stress in order to be healthy. Um, I don't think that looking at stress as a bad thing is useful or helpful for us. Many clients I work with complain about stress and having so much stress in their lives, which leads to stress eating, not working out, or not getting enough sleep, or just worrying overwhelmed. They blame the stress in their lives as why they are not staying consistent with their nutrition, their workouts, or their sleep. But once we start working together, once we start diving in deeper, we can take the blame off the stress and stop being a victim of stress and start taking responsibility for the stress in our lives and how we respond to it, how we act to it. Okay, how we manage it. Let me explain. We all have stress in our lives, right? Some of it is on a day-to-day basis of, you know, kids, 
work, cleaning the house, kids' activities, getting in a workout, paying bills, budgeting, um, making a healthy meal, um, putting food on the table for the family, prepping lunches, laundry. All of those daily tasks that we do can create some stress in our lives, right? And that usually comes from this idea of we don't have enough time to do it all, okay? We also have what I call like a one-off stressor, like going through a divorce, looking for a new job, moving, a death in the family, losing a job, getting married, just to name a few. So it's like these kind of like life events or like these one-off events. But essentially, they are life events that happen once, maybe twice, and then they're over. But yet... When they are over, they can still cause us stress. Now, it's not the event itself because the event is over, but it is our thoughts about that event that is causing us stress, right? The the event is over, but it's our thoughts, our memory, our thinking of that event that is creating the stress. So remember, our thoughts create our feelings. So what we are thinking about, right, what we are thinking about that event or that situation will cause our emotions, aka stress, which actually I will talk later about whether or not stress is an emotion. Anywho, we have stress in our lives and we want it to go away. Stress isn't always easy or comfortable to feel. Think of a deadline at work, kids needing your attention while you're trying to make dinner and do the laundry, or maybe you're moving. The stress of the event isn't pleasant. So we as humans who like to seek pleasure and avoid pain, right? Like we're like, I need to get away from this discomfort. And we start to resist the stress. Like this is bad. I I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be feeling this, right? We resist the stress. We resist or avoid the stress and what is happening. Maybe we go out for a drink after work instead of hitting the gym or making it to yoga class because we're trying to resist the stress. We don't want to feel the stress. Maybe we overeat the kids' snacks in the pantry or drink an extra glass of wine or two, which all makes us feel better in the short term. Right? Short term, it's fine. We're like getting that dopamine hit. Like, yes, I'm feeling better. In that moment, the alcohol or the food makes us feel better. We aren't thinking about the stress. We are just thinking about the instant gratification we receive from the food or the drinks. And then guess what happens? We wake up the next day and we still have the stress from the work deadline, the kids needing attention, or we still have to pack up all of our belongings into boxes. And on top of that, we have the frustration of overeating or overdrinking the night before or the day before. What we resist persists. It's all still there. I call this layering emotions, which um, I just recorded a episode, episode 102. We're on 106 now. Um, but episode 102 is all about layering emotions. So I explain layering emotions in that episode, why it's not the best strategy for working on your relationship to food and how to steer away from that habit. 
So we are more stressed because we have the original stress from life, whatever the, the stressor was. And then we have the stress of overeating when we didn't want to or over drinking when we didn't mean to. And guess what this leads to? More overeating, more over drinking, more stress. We make poor decisions around food and exercise and sleep. Maybe we skip a workout because we are so exhausted from being stressed. Maybe we are up late because we just can't stop thinking about the stressful event that happened or a stressful event we're going through. We just make poor decisions that don't serve us and don't support the stress that is going on in our lives. So you can see the effects of resisting and avoiding stress are not serving us and not getting us where we want to be, whether that be health-wise, weight-wise, or in our journey to healing our relationship with food. So if allowing and resisting stress isn't helping us or serving us or helping us reach our goals and live a healthy lifestyle, then what do we do? I invite you to take a new perspective. Like many episodes before this, all I ask is that you have an open mind and get curious about your relationship to stress and how it is affecting you. And does it need to affect you in that way? So let's take a new perspective, my friends. What is stress? Stress is a state of physical tension. It's your body's reaction to a demand or task. It, it can come from an, any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, nervous, overwhelmed, agitated, or angry. Notice that it is a state of physical tension. When you are stressed, do you feel relaxed in your body or do you feel tense? Most likely you feel tense. Okay. So like I uh, mentioned before, is stress an emotion? Now, there are varying opinions on whether or not stress is an emotion or not. Um, I think of stress as a blanket emotion. It's like a catch-all and an easy go-to um, descriptor, right? It's like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. It's just such an easy word to go to. But there is a more specific emotion that you are experiencing other than stress. This emotion could be frustration, it could be overwhelm, worry, anxiety, agitation, or anger. If you are feeling stressed, I invite you to ask yourself, what is under this stress? What is the emotion I am feeling? If you lifted up the blanket, what emotion would be under there? Like we have this stress blanket, right? You lift it up, what is that emotion under there? Now, is saying stress is an emotion a bad thing? Not really, right? If it works for you, go for it. But I encourage you to dig a little deeper and see what is under the stress. So if I am asking you to shift your perspective on stress, what does that look like and how do we do it? Well, let's look at how stress is useful, okay? If we had no stress whatsoever in our life, do you think that we would get anything done? Do you think that our society would be where it is today with all of our advancements? No, no way. 
we as humans might not even be around without stress. We might not have survived as a race or as human beings with this, without stress, right? So how is stress useful? Not Kisa, you're crazy. How is it useful? Stress increases alertness and performance, okay? It gives our immune system a quick boost to protect against illness. It encourages problem solving and improve cognitive ability. It builds confidence and it can increase resiliency. Stress is a great motivator. It puts pressure on us to get something done. If we don't have any pressure on us to get something done, it'll never get done. Because we are human, we seek pleasure, we avoid pain, we do what's easiest. None of that is thinking with our prefrontal cortex and getting things done. (laughs) So stress is useful in healthy amounts. But what happens when it gets too overwhelming? This is when you practice allowing stress. Or more specifically, the emotion that is under the stress. Like I mentioned before, what's under that blanket? So stop looking at stress as a bad thing. It's just a chemical reaction in your body that releases some hormones and increases your heart rate and your breath rate. It just has a physical response in your body. It is here to help you. But our conditioned brains think that it is a bad thing and that we need to get as far away from it as possible. But when we allow stress to be present, we accept what is happening in our lives. And we allow the physical sensations to be present in our body without trying to avoid them or resist them. We look at our stress response as our body's way of trying to help us. Our body is trying to help us get through this difficult time or get through this event or get through the situation. Next, how can you look at your situation differently? Remember, our thoughts create our feelings, and you are in charge of your thoughts. Nobody else. Nobody has mind control over you. Okay? You alone are responsible for your thoughts. So if the kids are, quote-unquote, driving you crazy, and you just can't seem to get anything done around the house, of course you are going to feel overwhelmed and frustrated, When my daughter drives me crazy and I just can't get anything done around the house, I feel overwhelmed and frustrated because of the thoughts I am choosing to think and believe. The kids are driving me crazy and I just can't seem to get anything done around the house are causing you to feel this frustration. So how can you look at this differently? The kids are still doing what they're doing. The dishes are still piled up. The laundry is waiting to be washed, which actually I just remembered as I'm saying this, I got laundry to switch into the dryer. Can't forget about that. I'm going to have to rewash it. Uh, But the laundry is still waiting, right? And you have no clean clothes to wear tomorrow. How can you look at the situation or the circumstance differently so you create a feeling other than frustration or overwhelmed, aka stress? Maybe you ask yourself, how can I figure this out? If you recognize that you are just human and something's got to give. I'm not superwoman. 
I'm not Superman. I'm not super person. Can't get everything done. I am human. We are all human. We are not perfect. We cannot do all the things. And that's okay. Or maybe you think, I'm highly capable of figuring this out. I can figure this out. I got this. When you think these thoughts instead of, the kids are driving me crazy, you act and respond in a way that serves you, in a way that comes from a place of love and confidence. This leads me to the concept of radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is when you stop resisting reality, especially when things aren't going the way you want. It's letting go of the need to control, judge, and wish things were different than they were. When we feel the need to control a situation that is not within our control, or we judge what is happening, or just wish things were different, we create suffering. We create pain. We create discomfort. And this suffering, this pain, this discomfort can lead us to overeating, overexercising, overdrinking, or any self-destructive behavior. There is much more to radical acceptance than this short description um, that I'm not going to go to go into in this episode, but perhaps I will expand on this concept in a later episode. So the two biggest ways you can shift your perspective on stress is to allow stress and its emotions that lie underneath instead of resisting or avoiding them. And number two, shifting your thoughts around the circumstance you are in to help you manage your stress. Other things that have that have been shown to help you manage your stress and help you shift your perspective are rest. Probably all laughing at me right now. Um, like, I have too much to do. I don't have time to rest. Um, having self-compassion, right? Like understanding I am a human. Humans are not perfect. Humans are not superheroes. They don't do all the things. I am human. I am going to give myself grace through this situation. I am going to have compassion for myself through this situation. Okay. So rest, having self-compassion, community or social connection. So having that sense of community, having a sense of social connection. Do you have one good friend to talk to? Right? That's all you need. You don't need to be popular and have all the friends like you. All you need is one good friend, right? Maybe you have a core group of friends or maybe you have um, like a club that you're involved in, right? I used to paddle. That was a club and that was a social connection for me because I went and I met a lot of other women who were paddling. We were there for a common goal, a common interest, right? So maybe you have a group or a club that you're involved in. Maybe you have a group of friends. Reach out to that community. Not to like complain about your stress, but when we are connected to community, it helps us manage our stress. It helps reduce our stress. And then the last thing is spending time in nature. This is so important, my friends. Spend time in nature, whether it's under a tree, in a park, at the beach, by a plant. If you just have a plant in your apartment, sit by that plant. 
commune with a plant, talk to the plant. But for real, like have a plant in your place so you see greenery. So you have that connection to nature. Okay. So I hope that this episode has opened the door for you to look at stress differently. That's all I ask, right? And to really dig and see what the emotion is under the stress that you are experiencing. See what happens when you see stress as a natural reaction that is here to help you achieve your goals, finish projects, or apply for a job versus something that you need to resist and get away from as soon as possible. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, like I said at the beginning, I invite you to just leave an honest review on the podcast app you are listening to me on right now. All you have to do is scroll down and leave a review. You could just say, cool podcast. That's all you need. (laughs) I'd greatly appreciate it, my friends. And join me for my next episode where I discuss the term trigger when it comes to triggering foods or triggers that cause us to overeat foods. Um, I'm discussing, you know, what a trigger is and if it's a useful term when working on a relationship to food. Okay, my friends, it's going to be a good one. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye, y'all.